Welcome, welcome, welcome to the inaugural Inclusive Leadership in a Virtual World weekly podcast. Today, we're going to be hearing from one of my favorite inclusive leaders, Saja Rauf. She's going to take us through her responses to three questions that we're asking all of our inclusive leaders who facilitate a weekly session on Wednesdays. And uh, to begin with, I'd like to just welcome Saja. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, we'll start with our first sort of um, defining question is, as an inclusive leader, what is unique about your approach? My international background is fairly unique. I was born in Baghdad, Iraq, and lived there until I was one year old, then moved to Scotland and lived there till I was six, then moved to Saudi Arabia and lived there till I was 17, then moved to the US. So some people think that all Arab Muslim countries are the same, but Iraq and Saudi Arabia, while they have the clear overlap between uh, the fact that they are both uh, majority Muslim and majority Arab countries, they're as different as New York and Texas. <laughs> so as a lifelong outsider, I have always looked at uh, inclusion as a natural thing that I gravitate towards. And I feel that I always want to um, proactively find ways to make others feel welcomed and included because I've lived as a quote unquote outsider my entire life and as an immigrant and expat, um, whatever you want to call it. And this became particularly contentious after 1990 uh, when Iraq's foreign policy, let's say, uh, fell out of uh, the world's favor. So we were not only expats, we were expat, expats from a hostile country. And the bias and overt discrimination that that brings really made me very sensitive to um, you know, accepting others and including them <clears throat> and um, making an effort to understand where others are coming from. Right. So once you, once you find your way in to a certain context, a company, meeting, whatever it might be, what do you do to then make sure others are welcomed in? I think careful listening is the most important step to take in a conversation with someone and being genuinely curious about their perspective and realizing that, as you would say, uh, since you have a brain, you have a bias, anticipating the biases that you may uh, project and um, identifying them and making an effort to uh, overcome them and not prejudge. Yeah, yeah, that's, there's so much more that we could unpack with that one. But uh, I want to shift to uh, one of the other um, staple questions that we're asking as part of this recording is what is your favorite silver lining of living, working in this virtual world that we find ourselves in? In one word, videos. 
in my networking circles, I have um, communicated, expressed myself through videos. So improvisers, the networking group we're both in, I, uh, instead of a verbal testimonial for someone who has referred me business or uh, somehow enriched my practice, and instead of stating a testimonial, I will make a mini documentary about them and present in an audiovisual uh, way. And uh, my friend uh, Mark Hankin has been the main cheerleader for my, what he calls Zoomonials, so testimonials over Zoom. And his encouragement um, inspired me to really run with them and fine tune them. And they went through many iterations. I think we're on Zoomonials 5.0 5 right now. And I add music and I, it, it's become my uh, claim to fame within uh, provisors and it really skyrocketed my profile. And uh, that's something that would never have occurred to me to engage in before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, at, uh, um, it's become your signature. It is my signature. Or as uh, Mark would call it, it's um, the revenge of the introverts. This is how we're doing it. <laughs> What's your, what tool do you use to edit the videos? And So the first iteration of my um, Zoomonials, and there's a, uh, I can send you the link. It's on my LinkedIn. I, I made a tutorial on how I make the first version of my Zoomonials. And I used for that, uh, it's, it's fairly straightforward the native uh, app on Mac, uh, the I iMovie, uh, and um, PowerPoint. Um, and um, I, I walked through the steps on how to do that. And then uh, a lot of the process is finding the appropriate uh, stock footage to illustrate the ideas that you're talking about and finding the right music and uh, stitching everything together. Uh, usually, at very uh, very basic level, you don't need more than the apps that your computer comes with. Uh, if I may, I'll throw it out there. There's a, a site called Powtoon, P-O-W-T-O-O-N. Okay. I've used that in the past before, and it's if you can use PowerPoint, you can use Powtoon. And they have these prepackaged templates. They okay. Have, you can walk through. It's it's a tremendous online resource. Uh, for doing precisely what you're doing. So I have not heard of it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll send you the link after, after we're done. I appreciate it. The last question, this is probably the one that's the broadest and the deepest, because I'm asking you to really reflect on, you know, the world as you see it today. And uh, looking at the world and our place in it as a series of different systems and social systems, what is the, the systemic disruption that we need to see more of in the world and why? As an immigration attorney and an immigrant and having had the last four years of radical reconfiguration in the immigration world in the US, I would say we really need to reassess the way we view immigrants. And anyone can Google the uh, advantages that immigration brings to the US. And uh, I should add, I, I don't like 
measuring people's worth by how much they bring to the economic table. Uh, so even if there was no self-interest for the U.S. in a certain immigrant arriving to the U.S., uh, we we still need to um, the events of January 6, 2021 gave me a, a perspective I hadn't thought of before, which is that hypothetically, if say um, the United Kingdom had decided to intervene to prevent, to restore democracy to the US and uh, prevent what could have been a very dangerous, chaotic um, set of uh, events in January. And if as a result of that, uh, Americans had become refugees and needed to cross the border to Canada or Mexico, how would we want to be treated as foreigners in dire need for support and hospitality and linguistic support and humanitarian support and love and compassion if we found ourselves in that predicament? Yeah, that's a powerful reframing of it. You know, it gets you thinking about things in a different way. And, uh, and that's what we do on Wednesdays. So um, if you'd like to follow up with Saja, connect with her on LinkedIn, uh, or come join us on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock Pacific. You can uh, find the registration link beneath this uh, podcast posting and um, join us 10 o'clock every Wednesday. Learn from the best like Saja on inclusive practices in a virtual universe. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity and for everything you do. You have been such a wonderful resource since the day I met you. <laughs> Thank you, Sajan.